Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. A little late. It's the traffic. All these Californians moving to, to Colorado. Um, Got to learn how to drive. Got to learn how to merge. Got to learn how to use your turn signals. We, we kind of broke a lot of rules to get here, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of rules. But we're here. <laughs> Driving on the shoulder. Coming up on the, yeah. We got cut off by a big tractor trailer. It was great. So, Joe, did you see this morning the new uh, inflation numbers came out? Do you I, see them? I did. 7.5% is the official number. 7.5% inflation for this past month. But that is in itself a cooked number. They, they cooked the books on this. Ever since 81, they've changed how they calculate inflation. So if we put up image number one, Mr. Producer, um, you can see they changed how they actually calculate inflation. And if you were to calculate inflation based on the old way that they did it, pre-Reagan, um, it would be much higher. You, you, you'd see, I mean, that's the blue line on the screen. Our inflation level is higher than it was when Reagan took office. But they changed the way they calculate it. They, changed the, they do substitutions um, the way they calculate the consumer price index to make it look lower. Well, they also include stuff in the index that is, is typically affected by uh, um, demand. Right, that is not affected by uh, supply issues, not you know, not affected by um, inflation. Right, so they so they add in indicators that drive down that. Now, if you look at key indicators in certain areas, commodities and 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 we call them the uh, the most used good or most used goods and services. I think those are up, Max. They they said last night thirty one percent. Oh yeah, two percent. Yeah, no, it, it's. And, and the way they cook the books is they do substitution. So the way it's always been is they have a couple of staples that they, calc- they, they measure every year to see how much they cost. So back in the day, it was always a steak dinner. How much does a steak dinner cost? And at now... It's not, not steak. It's, uh, how, how much does Chef Boyardee yeah, cost? Yeah, well, well, here's how you get to it. Let me, <laughs> let me show you Chef how you get Boyardee to it. Dinner. So they say, oh, well, well, the supply chain. You can't do steak, so we're, we got to do ground beef. So we're substituting ground beef for steak. Well, that's a very different... That's a very different kind of food and then they say oh well ground beef prices are up so we're going to go to turkey turkey burgers oh well then everyone runs to nah, turkey nah, burgers then, those prices go up then they go to veggie burgers and then say oh well veggie protein that's really up so then they go to salads <laughs> and I'm, I'm showing you just how they can how they can do a substitution from steak to salads to cook these numbers right because if they're measuring how much it costs you to eat a salad based on how much it costs you last year to eat a steak that's a very different metric and so the, every time inflation goes up, they cook the books and they change the numbers so that it doesn't look as bad for Biden. But um, it, these are really inescapable numbers. And we're <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how Jen Psaki, uh, the circle back girl, how she is able to uh, launder this. Guys, no post on like Telegram. People are kind of upset about it. Oh, it is? Okay, perfect. Spoke too soon. Spoke too soon. <laughs> I'm not seeing it still. 
so yeah, we're yeah. they're probably going to change uh, the inflation numbers again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Jen Psaki today come out and say that these are good numbers. It's good for everyone to be paying 7.5% more for what they were buying just last year. So we'll have to see. It's not, it's not the 7.5% that is the problem. Oh, it's more. It's more it's, than that. It's, it's much more than that. And you can see that the stock market is reacting um, in kind to the, to the news. And, and did you see that the polls, by the way, for Biden, yeah. even with the radical leftist polls, are now below 40%? Yeah, we, we got that. Um, it was going to be a little later we pulled up, but we pulled up now. Image four. This is Joe Biden's um, real clear politics average of polls, and you can see that he has dipped below 40% for the first time. So, um, I mean, I think this is one of the, the polls that's driving these states to get rid of their mask mandates. Yeah, well, they think that's going to save them. It's not going to save them because people are wide awake. They're wide awake, Max. They, they can see that what is happening in our society is we're being run by a bunch of leaders that are trying to treat us like slaves. We've woken up to the idea that, oh my gosh, 52 cents on every dollar goes to the government. Both, both me and my wife, me and my girlfriend, me and my significant other, we, we have to work, both have to work in order to make a living while the government basically feeds off our dead corpses. I, 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 personally, I think that people are done with it. I think they're done with it. And that's just evident by the America First candidates that are popping up all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take a moment to remind everyone we are sponsored by this great company called Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E. And we have partnered with them to help the January 6th prisoners who really do need help. They really do need fundraising. They've been blocked everywhere. They, they can't get money to pay for lawyers. They can't get money so their family can fly and see them. Um, so we've partnered with them to create this shirt, Free Our People. And here's how it works. When you go and purchase that shirt over at enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com, when you purchase it, you're automatically going to get 800 entries to win this Ford F-450 with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick, plus $20,000 of cold, hard cash. So you buy the shirt, you support the January 6th prisoners, and you also get entered into the running. Again, 800 entries to win this great uh, sweepstakes. But... Here's the bonus. When you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get an extra thousand entries. So it's going to be like you bought more than two t-shirts. So make sure you head over there to enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Buy some gear, support the January 6th prisoners, and enter your chance to win big. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment is necessary to enter or win, and a purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. So, so I want to say this again. They also give to veterans organizations, yes. and we give to the prisoners that are being held, like Jake Lang, who is on a hunger strike. He is on day, uh, he is on day 10. Yeah. And we haven't heard from him in a couple of days, so we're going to try and get an update from him today and see if we can get him on the on the line. You know, no, hunger strike's no no joke. I mean, Mahatma Gandhi, I was looking up, he went like 23, 24, 25 days before he tapped out. So hunger strikes are, are no joke. They're no joke. So we, um, we have witnessed kind of a turnaround in society where the media, you can, you can see, people can see the fact that the media is literally a leftist propaganda tool to try and destroy societies, destroy people's communities. And no, you look no further than what they've been able to do to their communities in Los Angeles and, and uh, uh, Oregon, yep. Washington, uh, New York City. And people are starting to stand up. And it's transcending. Here's, here's a really uh, uh, interesting thing. It's transcending Democrat and Republican because I think people have also woken up to the fact that the establishment on both sides 
is nothing more than wings of the same bird. You had Nancy Pelosi that came out yesterday and said, well, if I, if I can't trade on, on information that I get, then nobody can. Nobody in the federal government can buy stocks. No, no you can buy stocks. No, you can't. The, 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 the bill that they're proposing would limit it to diversified ETFs, diversified mutual funds, or um, U.S. Treasury bonds. That's what they want to impose on Congress, which I think is fair. It abs- while you're in Congress. Yeah. While you're in Congress. But what I heard from her is that the janitor who wor- who cleans the Department of Education late at night wouldn't be able to buy stocks either. <laughs> she yeah. wants a whole of government ban but, but, as but, if that's the problem. But, but the, the, the problem is them. The problem is that they have insider information. They're trading on that insider <clears throat> information to make hundreds of oh, millions yeah. of dollars while the rest of us have to go to work. Well, they take 52 cents on every dollar for us. And then those politicians in Washington and around the country at the local level, all the way up to the national level, they take our money, do whatever they want, pass it off to family members, get everyone to kind of sit in their little place. And they basically feed off of us. They feed off of us. They treat us like slaves. Yeah. Yeah. So anyone wants to see how Pelosi has become uh, worth over $114 million. 114. It's over $300 million. She's she's worth over $300 million. Oh, the the official number. The official number is 114. She's worth over $300 million. That doesn't surprise me. Just look at the trades that her husband does. They always seem to coincide with a bill. That Congress releases and the bill doesn't have enough teeth, so the the stocks like like for big tech companies, right? When it was it was coming down the pike that Congress was going to regulate big tech companies, he bought a bunch of shares, expecting that the price would go up, and then it turns out that the bill Congress unveiled was was teethless, wasn't going to do anything to Google, wasn't going to do anything to Facebook. So sure enough, all those shares went up in value. He sold, made a cool couple million dollars. Couple million, yeah. It was nearly twenty million. Oh, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah. I'm just talking about Google because he, he bought a bunch of different ones. But the Google one was uh, the one that everyone had their, their eyes on because it was just so obvious what he was doing. So this just goes to show that it's, it's theater, right? They can destroy. They think they can destroy at, at a whim. Max, tonight we have a, a town hall meeting in uh, Douglas County, Colorado, and it's an FEC United meeting. Uh, for those of you that don't know, FEC United was taken off of Facebook and Instagram We've never gotten a complaint. We've never had any sort of anything, nothing. And all of a sudden, boom, wake up in the morning, and all the people that follow FEC United are gone. The people are just gone. The page is gone. No way to communicate with FEC on those platforms. And you would say, well, get off those platforms anyway. Well, we had built up, I think, a, a following of somewhere around five or 6,000 that were still on Facebook, that were a- actively interacting with it, sending messages and things like that. So... We, we know that, that the media is stopping us from getting truth. We know that they're writing all of these stories that aren't true. You got the, you know, Cousin It down in Colorado Springs here in Colorado that writes lots of stories that um, uh, weaponize stories for both the establishment on the GOP and the radical left. And you know that the same thing happens in Colorado with, with all these small little micro deals that they share stories and create stories in, tr- in order to bully and destroy people's lives and, and hurt their reputation. But... Tonight, we're going to have people like Ron Hanks. They're going to sit on a panel, a town hall panel, and they're going to tell the truth. And they're going to let you ask questions so people that are sitting there can come and ask questions. And you can just, what's true, what's not true? What's going on with this bill? What, you know, the, the Secretary of State puts out that we had a, 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 a compromise or a, a, of, the, of the system in Elbert County. Is that true? It's just, it's not true, but they lie about everything. And so yeah. we're just going to start having town hall meetings where we bring people together and we bring the people that they're lying about right up front. So you'll have an opportunity to, to, to talk to them. 
and ask him questions. So interesting thing tonight, 7.30 um, in uh, Colorado. Go to fecunited.com. You can see it there. I'm a little bummed that I won't be there because you keep talking about Cousin It. I assume Cousin It will be there. No, we can't, we don't let Cousin It in. Really? Yeah. Sean Beadle. Yeah, the, the pedophile, uh, uh, what's it called, journalist. And, and I'm not kidding about that. Worked as a teacher at a school. Yeah. 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 Tried to recruit kids. This gender fluidity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's sick, man. It, it, sick, sick individual. We, we call it Cousin It. <laughs> So before we get into this mask uh, reversal, and it's been pretty remarkable to see Democrat uh, politicians, Democrat governors, just do a complete 180. I mean, calm down, make sure everyone's sitting down, because what we're about to show you is going to give you whiplash. Because just a week ago, they were calling Glenn Youngkin, governor of uh, Virginia, an idiot for rolling back mask mandates. And now pretty much every Democrat governor is doing the same in one way, shape, or form. But the lots of people in the comment section, Joe, are asking about Arthur. Um, he was arrested yesterday. Have you heard anything about that? Do you have any updates for people? No, I don't. I didn't. I sent him a, a text message last week, and he said everything's good. Well, apparently he was arrested again. Um, so we'll have to see if we can put out some feelers to get some information on that. Um, so why don't we why don't we play this clip? This is a. Uh, <laughs> This shows you just how many blue states are now changing their policy on masks, on vaccine mandates. Mr. Producer, let's play cut three. Connecticut, Delaware, Oregon, all lifting their school mask mandates suddenly. Lots of political fingers pointing as to why the Dems would do that. Now, Illinois is hinting at a decision to ease statewide mask requirements. President Biden is not budging on federal mandates, though. And now a top House Democrat, Sean Patrick Maloney, with a warning. Erasing mask mandates in blue states is what we need desperately to win in November. The death of this pandemic, and I do believe because of the president's leadership and, and the Democratic plan to beat the virus, that we will be in a position to communicate a clear off-ramp um, and to make sure people understand that they will be in a position to care for themselves, for their families, uh, that we trust parents to know best for their children and their schools. Oh, now they trust parents. Yeah, now they trust, now they trust parents. parents. Like they're they're speaking there. somebody else's cut language. Uh, just <laughs> we have the off-ramp, and now we trust the parents. It just took um, Virginia. It just took Loudoun County. And, Joe, I, don't, I was talking about this last night. I want to know what memo was circulated this week. I want to know what we're memo. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. There was some kind of internal polling that was released by the Democratic Party or the DCCC or whatever it is, um, because you do not have a 180 all around the country. You saw the map. It's almost every single blue state is reversing. And the states that are on that map are the ones that didn't have the most restrictive um, regulations anyway. I want to know what memo, what internal polling was released. This is your chance. Anyone who has this information you can leak it to us. <laughs> We'd be happy to put it on the air um, because it has to be something. This doesn't just happen in a vacuum. All these people, all these governors are not changing their mask mandate, their vaccine mandate rules at the same time, just um, coincidentally. And it's even hitting Hawaii, which I was shocked at. If we put up image two, Hawaii just a couple days ago was sticking to their guns saying that any tourists who wanted to come to the country didn't uh, the state didn't just need to be vaccinated they need to be boosted but now just yesterday they unveiled that they're changing their mind just completely 180 nope sorry tourists don't need to be boosted anymore 
We're good. Joe, the science didn't change. The political science changed. Yeah, you said that this morning. We were going to make that the title of this uh, deal. Uh, see, I didn't steal your... I was going to steal your thunder yeah, earlier. You said political science. I just got to start trademarking my ideas like <laughs> Jovan. <laughs> like Jovan. Oh, my gosh. So this just in. We're going to take a small, quick break on this topic. Stop here for a minute. We're going to come over here. I want to read to you, if I could, something that came out. Look, we should admonish people who who are just not being truthful. And so I got this text this morning, which I thought was super interesting. And it says, this is on Patrick's, um, Patrick's uh, official channel. And it says this, ready? By the way, everything Shiva is claiming to have done, Jovan already did. The difference is Jovan is carefully teaching law enforcement while Shiva plagiarized his work and gives public and goes public trying to snatch credit. So I just, I just want to be clear. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I have to say this. You have a, and and look, I've, I put Dr. Shiva to task. I'm like, okay, let's talk about the math. And we sat on the phone for an hour and a half. I wanted to know how smart Dr. Shiva is. Let me tell you something. I think I'm fairly smart. I'm not as I'm not as smart from an education standpoint. I'm nowhere near him, right? From a from a smart perspective, I understand math probably as good as most, if not most. Dr. Shiva is an MIT PhD. I have no idea what Javon is. He's a treasure hunter. <laughs> as a, as a, if, he, if he finds treasure, I, I wish him the best of luck. I don't think the Ark so of the Covenant is in Nova Scotia. I don't Nova think. freaking <laughs> Scotia. I, I don't think it's I, there. I'm gonna get yelled at. <laughs> and by and any anyone who enjoys Curse of Oak Island, I'm sorry. I just am not of the opinion that that, <laughs> that the Vikings took the whatever the like the Romans sailed all the way to Nova Scotia and buried it a mile deep with booby traps. No, I, I don't. I don't buy that. I think that I think that you saying that is is absolutely QAnon. I don't even know if yeah. that's a thing, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, something has to be buried up in up there. Oh, sure, on Oak yeah. Island, but yeah. I don't think it's like the the Ark of the Covenant. I don't think it's the Holy Grail. I don't think it's the True Cross. I think it's called the Amazonas World Sword. Amazonas Sword. <laughs> we don't know. It's like a full disclosure. We do not know where the sword came from, but we have found. <laughs> Nearly identical swords for sale on <laughs> online retailers. That is not. Do <laughs> not accept. Time. That is not. Oh. That is not impugning the character of Hutton. Um, maybe maybe they Why? copied Why him. Why do you say this? Maybe they Why do you say this? Maybe all of these online retailers copied uh, him. That's entirely possible. Yes. If somebody just asked if Doctor Shiva is a good guy. The answer is yes. Does do I share everyone's opinions? No, no, I don't. And and frankly, e- even though I'm I'm not a a fan of of Patrick, mo- mostly because he can't answer simple questions and he wants to attack me. Um, it's, it's really simple, and he, and he lied about me. I never said that we need to go to violence. I said violence begets violence. In other words, if you're violent against us, right, I'm not going to sit there and let you do things to us. I'm not built that way, and the American people are not built that way, and this is why you see what's happening with the mass mandates. But if, if you start looking at, at the factual basis, Max, if you start looking at the factual basics, basis of everything that's going on it, it's this it's this constant hey look over here look over here chaos 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 it it 
what that does is it takes your focus off of what really needs to be focused on, which is the election in 2020 was stolen. They literally have created a campaign against the American people. People are waking up to that fact. The, the getting rid of the mask mandates is just because they're seeing it raised to a level where these cowards and the controlled opposition that's in, that has infiltrated us, which I really don't even care about, just so we're clear. I don't care about controlled opposition. We just need to keep our focus on things. Um, they're starting to wake up to the fact, just like they did in the late or the mid-1940s, when basically the people within uh, Hitler's regime started turning against him, that that's what's happening now. That most of the people that are in our government that have to do all these things are waking up to the idea of, I, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I, don't, I can't do this. And so they're, they're getting together saying, hey, guys, this isn't the right time. I know that we had a plan to destroy America, but I think we should probably put it on the back burner right now because the American people are going to tar and feather us. And you know what? We are. And there is going to be a Nuremberg 2.0. And these new people are going to be, I mean, and I'll just say it. If you killed 900,000 people and you knew that ivermectin worked, you should, you should hang by a 200-story building. You should, and I, I don't care if your head pops off. I don't care. You shouldn't be able to kill 900,000 people and get away with it, Dr. Fauci. You shouldn't. So there is going to be consequences. And I think that they've realized, hey, we have a way to go back on this so we can win something in November. This isn't about winning something in November. This is about self-preservation. And they're starting to figure out, Republican, Democrat, we don't care. You can have both of them, the R and the D. Go do whatever you want. Go, 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 go do whatever you want. We don't care about that. What we care about is the American dream. We care about you not creating us and, and treating us like we're your slaves. We already knew we were slaves yesterday. Today, it's more evident today that it doesn't matter what color you are. You are a slave to these people, and they get to take your money, act with impunity, have no accountability, and no consequences. That We know that the judiciary is compromised. We know that the government is compromised. And they figured it out. And so they're like, well, maybe if we roll this back a little bit, they'll, they'll all calm down. We're not going to calm down. Who out there wants to calm down after living through hell for the last 18 months? And Max, that leads into that one video that I think people need to see that you were talking about this morning. Yeah, we're going to play that. Before I do, I have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by IPVanish VPN. Are you tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet? Maybe you think the advertisers know a little bit too much about you because they're serving ads to you that really <laughs> hit the spot. Or you just realize that using incognito mode won't solve the problem either. Well, IPVanish VPN is here to make sure your right to privacy is protected and to help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick while you're streaming your media. When you use IPVanish, all your data is in, it's encrypted. That means that the private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtu virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So here's how it works. IPVanish is offering our listeners an incredible 70% off their yearly plan, and that includes a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no risk at all. And when you sign up using the promo code DAILY, Again, you're going to get 70% off. That's like getting nine months free when you purchase a year. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand that's rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com uh, forward slash daily. Use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. Again, that's IPVanish.com forward slash daily to sign up today. So the mask mandates, they're all going down. 
And uh, in Canada, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about Canada, but Canada, Canadian liberals are pissed because the truckers are winning. You're seeing mask mandates, vaccine mandates falling in different provinces in Canada. And the new liberal line is that they were going to all be taken down anyway and that the truckers doing what they're doing had no effect on it whatsoever. It was just going to always happen this way. But I want to show you just a little bit of the fear-mongering that the media put together for the truckers just over the past week or two. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut five. Sedition, insurrection, a threat to democracy. This city is under siege. They are now calling it an occupation. Alarming situation there in Ottawa. The police chief is calling it a nationwide insurrection driven by madness. This is kind of our insurrection by air horn moment. It's, I think it's part of the globalization of Trumpism. Canadians know where I stand. There hasn't been as much violence as some had perhaps projected, but that does not necessarily mean that it has been peaceful. Reports of severe <laughs> vandalism and criminal behavior. But it doesn't mean it's peaceful. Is incessant and deafening. This pandemic has sucked for all Canadians. Residents that I have spoken to who say they feel terrorized, intimidated. Residents say they feel like hostages. Residents in that area say that they are being held hostage, that this freedom has essentially, this freedom convoy, as they call it, has essentially imposed a lockdown on them. Some protesters harassed oh, no. a soup kitchen. These anti-vaxxers actually took food from the mouths of uh, the homeless. Hum- hungry, yeah. Because they were, they're, they're, they're so put upon. There have not been any violent outbursts. However, horns have been honking for 12 to 21 hours a night. The Small, no, no violence, but the horns are violent. Of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, um, views. Uh, hold on, I want to point something out. They said the globalization of Trumpism. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Trumpism is. You ready? Trump is just a symbol of waking people up. He's a symbol of that. He's a symbol of the oppression that we have felt as people for decades. And we couldn't put our fingers on it. Right? That, all of a sudden, it's unfair. It's, it's unfair. We're unfairly arresting and jailing black people. Okay, so let me, let me go back to who did that. Let me go back to who did it. The leaders who said, hey, go out there and act with impunity and do whatever you want. And treat, treat minorities like trash. The, the people that were in Democrat environments, this is important, who said, hey, listen, don't teach them math. We don't want to teach them math. They're not smart enough. See, they live in the inner city. And you see Johnny over there? He's the only one I want you to teach half math to because we can control him in 20 years. That's the guy we're going to send over to Stanford, that guy right there. We're going to make it look like there's hope. And you see Michael over there? We're going to make Michael play basketball. Michael, you're going to play basketball, and we're going to put you in the NBA and make you a symbol of hope. And the rest of you, we're going we're gonna to create an education environment that is so terrible that you're going to want to drop out by sixth grade to the degree of 35% of you. We're going to build schools so far away that your parents can't actually take you to school and there's no school buses. Sorry. And then we're going to make it so that if you live in a place that's really hot in the school year... We're not going to give you air conditioners. No, what we're going to do is we're going to go downtown and we're going to build this great big building. We're going to spend a billion dollars on it. It's called the Mayor Wellington Webb Building. And then all of the educators and all the leaders get this posh 30-story building. 
And you know what you get? You don't even get air conditioners in the window, and you get to sweat to death and be uncomfortable while you don't get taught about math, English, science. And oh, by the way, the teachers, they're much more important than you kids. So when we start talking about what's happening right now and the terrorists, the terrorists are the leftists. They're the terrorists. They're the ones that say that you need to go to college. And by the way, we can't teach you math and science because it's gone past us. We can't teach you technology. No. And oh, by the way, parents, we're coming for your, we're coming for the suburbs too. We don't want your kids in the suburbs to be American, pro-American. We want to teach them to be ashamed to be America. Oh, and the things that we want you to be ashamed of, those are the things that we've been doing to people. <laughs> we've been destroying minorities' lives for decades. And we're going to blame it on you, Mr. Farmer. That's what we're dealing with right now. We hear what they just said. They accused the truckers of stealing food from the homeless. The truckers have yeah. $8 million already raised on Give, Send, Go. Millionaires don't steal food from the homeless. Uh, I was waiting for them to say that they heard on good authority that the truckers had kicked a puppy. I mean, that's where this propaganda I is saw at. <laughs> I saw him kick a puppy. But realize this propaganda predates by just a day or two the Democrats agreeing to lift the mandates. So the Democrats here this week are saying, oh, no, the mandates have to go. The mandates have to go. So they are praised for it. But when the truckers ask for it, demand it, they're called insurrectionists. Do you see how, how it works? Like, it's only bad when truckers or conservatives want it. It's good when Democrats want it. Those, all those talking heads that you saw on that screen for those truckers, they are they're praising yeah. Hochul in New York. Right. They're praising all of the Democrat governors for doing exactly what the truckers have demanded. Um, <clears throat> but the one thing that they don't want to take away, they don't want to change is the mask mandates for schools, Joe. Yeah. They want to let the adults go about their life without wearing a mask, but they want to force the children to wear a mask indefinitely. And that it's heartbreaking. And, we're, and we have a clip we're going to play in a little bit of a, of a father in Illinois confronting his school board about how they have destroyed his daughter's life. Actually, let, let's jump ahead to that. Let's jump ahead and we're going to play. There, it's in two parts. Let's play, Mr. Producer, cut 10. I am here for my daughter and beyond anything else, she loves school. The harm you have done to her, she still loves school. She loves her teachers, her therapists, her helpers, above all her principal at Scott School. Her team goes above and beyond for her. Her LBS has gone to the moon and back for her. She's a happy and outgoing girl. And the countless positive and influential people that have helped her along the way, her team and her principal at Scott School have been such great role models to her. Her dream is to work there someday. She talks nothing else than wanting to be a teacher or wanting to go to school and be in work at school. I can only name a few people in her life that have harmed her and actively participated in holding her back and stopping her progress and almost every one of them is in this room tonight. The past two years have been shameful as the district has been busy lauding themselves while they enact policies that have absolutely been devastating to her growth. We have seen two years of almost no growth, missed goals, goals removed. Her team is doing everything that they can. We've hired specialists. She still loves school. My 10 year old daughter, has kept these feelings to herself about how much she desperately wants to take her mask off. When we told her that it may be possible on Monday, she cried, tears. She jumped up and down. 
She told us that she was so excited that people may finally be able to understand her. You have harmed her so much with this. Everybody talks about everybody's got to be safe. Everybody's got to have everything. And we've left so many children behind. We've tried to protect her. This morning, she got up before us. And she started singing a song to her dolls about how excited she was that kids were finally going to be able to see her smile, that she was going to be able to see other kids' smiles, that kids would be able to understand her, and she would stop being picked on because they could not understand her through her mask because her speech has been delayed even more than her special needs. She is a strong girl. But when I heard her do that, and I heard the things that she said, it broke me. I will never forgive myself for not fighting more. It's incredible. I mean, you hear stories about this all around the country, and we have another clip, the second half of it. Just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that, Joe. I have two kids. You know, uh, it, it was interesting that we, we don't realize that it, what the effect it has on the kids because we're like just buck it up but it's not natural not to be able to see the expression of another kid next to you and 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 here's the thing about kids they're logical until we teach them to not be logical when kid, kids come out you know max you talk about uh, little michael mm -hmm. and how he drags the little chair up yeah. to the counter and he's he's not even a year and a half old not even a chair a step stool that step he stool. unfolds and then climbs on the counter but to he, get candy. Yeah. But he's he's fifteen he's fifteen months old, sixteen months old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he pulls it up and gets on the counter to get what mm -hmm. he wants at sixteen months. Yeah. He's already starting to develop the, the skills. He's a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> but he's already developing the skills to solve problems. So kids want to solve problems. They they don't want to live their life in fear. Now you have fear because you're like, oh, he's gonna get on the counter, he falls off, hits his head. Oh yeah. Right? So there's real fear, but he has no fear. So just, just think about what we're doing to these children when we make them wear a mask and we tell them, if you don't wear a mask, you're going to kill people. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're telling them. And oh, by the way, if you're white, you're bad, and you're predisposed, you're born to be biased and racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And Johnny, you look down and you're a boy? No, Johnny. Wear the mask, have fear, you're not a boy, you need to decide if you want to be a boy, and hey, what, what if you don't want to be a boy? Hey, don't you think you might want to be a girl? I mean, think about how sick this is. My son thinks he's a dinosaur. I'm not about to go get him legally declared to be a dinosaur. But my point is, is that they are screwing these kids up. Yeah, no, they are. And, and we have to call it what it is, it's pure evil. It's pure evil. We're, we are dealing with an evil group of people, evil. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no maybe, there's no gray area. Well, ah, you know what? Maybe they're really looking out for the best interest of the kids. There's no justification of it. Do the math. And they want to say, by the way, that this is some sort of conspiracy, that there's something wrong with us. No, there's something wrong with them. And so I, I look at this, Max, and I look at this father, and, you know, he's being told, oh, just stay calm. Stay calm. You can't get upset. You can't, you can't get upset. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're just looking out for your kids. Let's let the parents take the masks off and the kids. Mm. Well, you heard the father say, I wish I would have fought harder. And that's what you're hearing a lot of parents say nowadays. They wish they would have fought harder. 
where they w- they wish they would have woken up and realized just how detrimental this was. We have a little bit more from the father. Um, let's, play this. let's play this, Mr. Boozer. Cut 11. I will never forgive myself for not fighting more. I feel that I have failed her for not fighting more. This district uses hashtags be bold. Next to everything, you continue hiding behind others instead of leading and fighting for the kids that need you the most. You've left them behind while you say that there's no lost learning. The vulnerable, like my daughter, have lost, and she won't get these things back. Her team is doing everything they can, and we respect them, and we'll go do anything for them. But you have failed them. Time. On behalf of the whole board, thank you for your comments. Watch this. Listen to this. Listen to what they do after that, that speech. Listen to what they say right here. I'm going to write before I start, before you start, I'm just going to remind all individuals in this audience and in our overflow rooms need to have on a mask. Talk about tone deaf. Talk about not being able to read the room. This father is, is bawling his eyes out. He's laying everything bare for how masks have destroyed his child, his special needs child, her ability to develop, to hit goals, to hit milestones. He is, he is begging them, begging them to, to just have a heart and realize that this is just theater. And what, is, what does she say? She doesn't say, thank you so much. That was so, that was so brave of you. Thank you for giving that testimony. The first thing the president of that board says is, everyone put on your mask. Even in the overflow rooms, put on your mask. Talk about tone deaf. Talk about not being able to read the room. You know, it is... Um It shocks the conscience. It shocks the conscience that we listen to cousin it's, that cousin it's are even given a voice. It shocks the conscience that the media is allowed to parrot these lies, these massive lies, these this slanderous, one-sided lie against people. It, it shocks the conscience that they get, a, get to get away with this. It shocks it. It shocks my conscience that we, we actually go to work miserable every single day. I mean, how many people do you know that you work with? And they keep their head down and you say hi to them. They're like, hi. And they go to their desk. Or they're, they're emotionless. They go through their day and, and there's no joy. It shocks the conscience that we allow that to be, to permeate our society, to become the status quo, the norm. It shocks my conscience that we, we literally can see kids that are suffering and we do nothing about it. We have fought over, over less. And, and then we get people that come out on both sides that say, and again, I will tell you that you have to get in the gap. I will tell you over and over and over again, you have to do something. And they will say, we will make you miserable. We will cancel you from Facebook. We will silence your voice. We will push you to the utter edge. We will, we will admonish you in public. We will make you wear a scarlet letter. And you're like, I don't want any of those things. So I'm going to say nothing. And then your daughter or son blows their brains out, smiling at you, saying, I love you for the very last time, and goes to school with a loaded gun and kills themselves. Or worse, they get in a car and put a tube in it and literally kill themselves that way or they drive themselves into a bridge, 
or they take pills, or they turn to drugs, or they turn to prostitution. I mean, what's the consequence, Max? What are we willing to fight for if we're not willing to fight for our children? And I don't care what they do to me. I could care less. They've done it. I had joy, now I don't. But I keep my joy. Come back to it. They want to get rid of mask mandates because they feel like they have to get rid of mask mandates. Because right now, we're about to tar and feather them. But we're tar and feathering them for the wrong reasons. We're, we're not tar and feathering them for lying. We're not tar and feathering the media for literally shoving stuff down our throats. We're tar and feathering because we have to wear a cloth on our face. That's, that's, that's a symptom. The problem is this enslavement and the propaganda training that they're pushing upon our children. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Max. Go no, ahead. no, no, you're absolutely right. And we, we have a couple more clips to play. But before we do, got to remind you, this podcast is also sponsored by Airmake Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. This isn't something we think about. Um, but it can happen to anyone. You don't have to just be out hiking and get lost in the desert or fall off the side of a mountain. Lots of people get airlifted in cities or in, even in the suburbs just because the traffic is so bad and an ambulance wouldn't get them to the, hel- to the hospital in time. And it costs tens of thousands of dollars. This can bankrupt families. Well, don't let that happen to you. Sign up for AirMed Care Network today, and here's how it works. It costs $85 for one year. It's less if you're a senior citizen, and it works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And when you're a member, you will not pay one cent for an air medical transportation flight as long as you're flown by an AMCN provider. Don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year, and as you just saw on screen, you can enter in your zip code on their website to make sure that they cover your location before you sign up. It's common sense coverage. But here's, it, it gets even better. When you sign up using promo code daily and going to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to 50% back and to make sh- sure you protect your family. So the evil, Joe, where yeah. do you think the evil stems from? Do you think, it, is, it, is it top down or is it, or is it bottom teachers up? So, so I think that it's a cancer that grew. I think that you just infected a little part. And instead of cutting it out, they allowed it to exist. And then that person who is that cancer, who is that devil, who is that evil, then gets promoted. So then they look for and they get other people in there to grow that cancer. I think this has been happening over decades. I think they planned it because that's what evil does. Right? But I think, that, I think it started at the very basic level. And then it grew. It got to a position of trust and authority. And then they had other people with trust and authority. And then they started training out this little system. And then from there, now they have this cabal. They have this deep state that exists inside of our education system. Well, let me give you one name. Randy Weingarten. She is the president of the American Federation of Teachers. And it is their official position that children should remain masked until there is zero transmission of COVID-19. Now, just to put it in perspective, to this day, people are still getting infected by flu viruses that can trace their lineage back to the Spanish flu. Spanish flu never left us. We just got, we got over it. We got the antibodies. We learned how to resist it. And it got weakened and weakened every single year. She wants masks in school indefinitely until there is zero transmission. And here is her trying to explain that policy on MSNBC. Mr. Producer, let's play cut nine. What Dr. McBride just told us about masks not particularly being effective for children, what's the argument against taking off masks in schools? Well, the argument is that you have, well, let me just say this. 
I am in favor of an off-ramp on mass. Right. Again, the the real issue becomes, are, is, the, is, is the spread low enough so that there's no dissemination or transmission in schools? And it's not the teachers transmitting to kids. Um, it's more kids and kids, particularly in elementary schools right now. And so the question really becomes, do we have, that's why I like what Massachusetts has done, because what they've said is that on a school-by-school basis, they said if there's 80% vaccination rates, then those schools can lift the mandates. So they want 80% of the students to get vaccinated with a vaccine that has no long-term safety studies. None. The, the, they are the safety study. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a phase three, didn't even have a phase two, because in these studies, after phase one, they took all of the control, all of the placebo groups. They told them that they were in the placebo, and they offered them to get the vaccine. So the studies are bunk, right? 80%. And she says, <laughs> she's lying. It's, it's not little children spreading COVID-19. But That's not true. Do you see what she just said, though? Yeah. yeah. The, the off-ramp. You, yeah, the you off-ramp. mentioned it again. Yeah. That, that is a term. And again, anyone who has this document, feel free to send it to us at info dot at info at conservative dash daily dot com. Um, I know there is a document. I know there is a memo. There is a focus group because that off ramp term was absolutely focus group tested. They don't just all use that term on their own without getting instructions from some organization. So if you have that document, send it to info at conservative dash daily dot com. Now, she wants masks forever as long as there is some transmission and so does the biden white house the biden white house wants masks forever anyway even if the schools don't require it even if the states outlaw it here's jen Psaki saying just that let's play cut six go ahead jen given that the cdc guideline still remains that masking is recommended in schools if you are a parent, a teacher, or a student living in a state where that is no longer recommended, should you still follow the CDC guideline? Yes. Yeah. So even if the state is not requiring that you wear masks in the schools? Well, this is where we would advise any American to follow the CDC guidelines. And as Dr. Walensky said, and you, and you referenced, uh, they're, they're constantly evaluating, right? Because uh, the data is chi- changing, the science is changing, changing. it certainly is, is positive, uh, that case numbers have come down, hospitalizations come down, and they look at all of that information. That's why it's also important to, to note the difference between leaders who are saying, we're going to leave it up to localities, local school, school districts to make decisions. Uh, no parent who wants to send their kid with a mask should be penalized. No teacher or who wants to wear a mask should be penalized. Or school district who makes that choice should be penalized. Uh, but it, a lot of these decisions have been up to local school districts. In the past, we have uh, made uh, we have funded and we have and we have made announcements about a number of mitigation measures, which we will continue to work with school districts to. They just won't. They just won't let up. They just won't let up. And here's another clip of Saki being asked about mental health, because if this is all about health, right, there's different kinds of health. There's economic health, right? You can't if if the lockdown destroys the economy, then that's going to hurt people's health. There's the mental health of children. And Saki is again in this next clip asked about these different types of health. Why isn't the CDC caring about the kids mental health? And again, she doesn't have an answer. Biden just doesn't care. Apparently, let's play cut seven. What does listen mean? Does it mean that the CDC 
oh. calls the shots here. It's really or, low. As these See governors have done, does the president take into account? Okay, we're going we're we're to try and figure that out. That was probably out. one of the reporters not being mic'd. Um, see if we can turn that up. But yeah, I, I can just paraphrase it. Biden apparently doesn't care about mental health. That's not leading the charge on that. We don't have to play it. it, it it's the, just the same kind of nonsense from Jen Psaki that you always hear. But this next one is is actually incredible because you have people like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida who are quite literally stopping Biden from implementing these tyrannical measures on children um, with the Department of Education. And here, and DeSantis is literally fighting for the rights of Floridians, fighting for the rights of parents. And the only way that Saki can describe it is by saying that he is standing in the way. Let's jump, Mr. Producer, we're going to play cut eight. Um, we had oh, you can, you can skip that one. Uh, the okay. Okay. Eight. That is eight? No, that's not eight. That is eight. That's eight. All right, so we eight is wrong. Eight, 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 eight's also really, really low. Well, again, he says that, that Ron DeSantis is, uh, <laughs> is, is standing in the way of progress, which, uh, no, Ron DeSantis is the one literally literally uh trying to do it we, it works now do we can we do it we'll try it let's try it one more time fast forward a bit if you can another state today of criticizing for instance i, I think just the teachers, reporter isn't like uh, school administrators and no, others no it's something's just, wrong with the really, really volume low. guys yeah it's fine um we'll see if we can post those up on telegram later um but yeah the biden biden administration biden regime doesn't care they don't care about kids they don't care about anything um, they care about their own re-election prospects because, as we showed you in the beginning, if we can go back to that image four, image four showing Biden's <laughs> poll numbers, people are joking. They say the science has changed, and they say that, Joe, this is the double helix that the scientists are really worried about right now, which is Joe Biden's plummeting poll numbers. I mean, I, I don't know of a 40% that actually agree with them. I don't think that I've come into contact with anyone that agrees with them. I mean, I, I find well, it very... Let's not round up 39.8. <laughs> I'm not giving Biden the roundup. Right. So, but, but my point is, is that I, I don't know of many people that can agree with, unless they have their head in the sand or they are complicit in the behavior, I don't know of 40% of, of any part of our country that believes that they, that they would support him. I, I had a conversation with someone at a restaurant who said, I voted for Biden. And I went, I looked at him and I went, What? He goes, yeah. I go, well, how do you feel about that now? He goes, I, I, I absolutely regret every bit of what I did. I go, why did you vote against Trump? And he goes, I swear to you, this is what he said. Ready? I got tired of his mean tweets. And I looked at him and I said, bro, you don't even have Twitter. And he goes, no, I've never been on Twitter. How did you know about his mean tweets? Well, I saw it in the media. Have you ever gone to his, have you ever gone there? And he goes, no. I was like, do you know what the equivalent of mean tweets is? Is he stands up and calls someone what they are. Like, hey, listen, this is the, the, the mockingbird media. This is fake news. That, yeah. That's the equivalent of it, Max. That's the equivalent. He goes, no, no, no. He said lots of things. He was homophobic. And I go, what? show it to me. This is an actual conversation. Show me the homophobic comments. I was like, I will give you $100 for every homophobic tweet. 
He goes, I'm going to go find him. I was like, good luck. Never <laughs> heard from again. <laughs> I just said, look, let's have a bet. Yeah. Same bet that I say for the radical left. If you look, if you have, if you can come against us and you can show us the science, show us the science. This is an open forum. I will give you the mic to, to convince all the people that listen to us. And there's a lot. There's a lot. A lot of people that listen to us. Well, here's a the lot. problem. They won't do that because there is no science to suggest that healthy people wearing masks do anything. Right? That, if you're it, sick, if you're sick, wear a mask. It's the same as covering your, your, your cough, coughing into your elbow, coughing into your sleeve. This is, this is stuff that the human race figured out millennia ago. If you're sick and you're coughing, try not to let that cough reach someone else. And yeah, if you're sick and you have to go out, maybe wear a mask. I mean, it, or don't, right? But yeah. the people who need to wear masks are the people who are sick. There is zero science to suggest that healthy people being around other healthy people are in any way benefited by a piece of cloth over their mouth. And, and, and in, in children, the data is actually pretty clear. We, we just showed that father that there are harms that easily outweigh any of the perceived benefits that they might receive, even if they were sick, right? I mean, kids get sick. I joke that my son, Max Jr., he's patient zero. Michael is patient one. Right? Right. <laughs> they are the ones that bring disease into our house. They are the ones who put me on bed rest. I am sick because of my children, and I get it. They are Petri dishes. They are vectors for disease. Um, but that's part of being kids, right? Kids get sick. They get sick. Now, what happens to children who don't get to see other people's smiles, aren't able to read facial expressions? I mean, just look at uh, children who are hard of hearing, right? I mean, imagine going through two years of school and not being able to read lips. I mean, just think about that. Are they, are they benefited by wearing cloth over their mouths? Obviously not. Obviously not. But no, it's just this blanket rule that everyone has to wear a mask even when there's no science to support it. And that's why no one will come on here and support it. And that's why Democrats are finally running away from it because it's indefensible. And it, and it shouldn't have taken truckers to get us to this point. I love the truckers, right? I love what they're doing. But it shouldn't have taken this. When you hear that father saying he wishes he would have fought harder sooner, that's where we're at. And we've been trying to wake people up. We've woken a lot of people up, and I'm happy about it. And maybe that's just how long it takes. Maybe it takes a year and a half to get people activated so they can take back their country. And if that is, then, then we are right on schedule. But I wish this would have happened sooner because you can't give those kids back their lives. You can't give the kids back the lost time. No, I don't think you can. And not only can you not give them back lost time, how many, how many times have you, have you walked through the process of regret with your kids? No, a few times. And you, you're just starting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of times that you feel regret. You know, I, my, my parents were, were quick to, uh, in punishment. And, and we talk about it all the time. My parents and I talk about it all the time. Actually, we don't talk about it all the time. We used to talk about it all the time. And they, I mean, I'll just, you know, it was, it was rough. I mean, there was, I mean, I will call it ass beatings were frequent when I was a kid and it wasn't a, you know, and, and so as I got older and I had kids and I had kids very young, but when I had kids, I told myself that I did not want my kids to fear me. 
I did not want them to wake up every day and wonder, does my dad love me or does my dad not love me? I didn't want them to ever do something and, and there be a fear of me. I wanted them to, to have real understanding of consequences. Yeah. My daughter, and she, you know, this is a, a quick story, and I know we're almost out of time. My daughter was three years old. And she will tell you this story. My daughter will tell you this story. Three years old, and she said these words, almost four. She goes, I don't have anything. Now, she was three years old, four years old. I had done very well. We were living in a beautiful home that I designed, right? And, uh, and I was like, oh, oh, you don't have anything. I stripped her entire bedroom. Every stuffed animal, toy, everything. I put the sheet on the bed. She had a blanket. She had one set of clothes. And for a week, actually it was four or five days because after that I broke. I took all of that stuff and I put it into a spare bedroom. She had a towel. She had to basically wash her clothes, put the same pair of clothes on. I did that to my daughter and I was like, this is what it feels like to have nothing. And it broke my heart. And, it, and literally, to this day, she will talk about the fact that she knows what it's like not to have anything. That's what it's like to not have nothing. That's what it's like to wake up and have the same pair of clues, shoes and, the, and barely have any socks and a hole in it. And you get a pair of shoes once a year, so you got to take care of those shoes. you got to make sure you take care of those shoes because they got to last because nobody else is going to go get you another pair of shoes. And to have limited clothes and one pair of underwear and to stand there in a towel while your, your, your clothes are being cleaned. That's what, th those are the type of things that I tried to teach my kids. I got to swat my daughter on the butt once. Once you chase my son around, our son around with a butter knife. And I lift her up and whap. And my son, once, once decided to smirk at me. And I lifted him up, put him against the wall, and told him I'd, throw, I'd rip him out of his skin. Uh, once, you've met my kids. Yeah. How are my kids? They're good. They act like you've threatened to rip them out of their skin at least once. <laughs> <laughs> They're respectful. They love Jesus. They understand consequences. They do not fear their dad. They will come to me with anything. We have a, an amazing relationship, but that is the type of environment that we want to teach our kids. We want to teach our kids to, I used to tell my kids all the time, think for yourself, think for yourself, think for yourself. That, before it was even popular, I told them to think for themselves. And so I look at where we're at as, as a society, and I look at this stuff of regret. We regret things. And I'm going to bring it back to the end now. Don't let your regret be the loss of your child. Yeah. Don't let regret be that they indoctrinated and destroyed your child. Don't let your regret be that you didn't pay attention to your child. And certainly don't let regret be that they walked your kid off a cliff and you just sat there and said, but I had to be peaceful and I had to keep everything in line and I couldn't step out because I was afraid that I would lose my reputation or my job. 
man, you, you fight like a lion for your child or your children. And if that means ripping them out of the school system, if that means you know, standing up, if, if that means if it comes to it, that violence begets violence. I do not want violence. I have seen people die. I have seen people die. I've seen what violence does. I don't want it, but they're afraid of it. That's why they want to roll back this, what do they call it, off-ramp? Off-ramp. The off-ramp for masks. So now they're saying that, and by the way, you'll notice that that father said, therapist. My daughter loves her teachers and her therapist. I mean, think about that. What does it, why does a child need a therapist 99% of the time? But now all the kids need therapists, and those therapists have become a part of the problem in large part. I mean, they solve a lot of problems if they're good. But are they? We don't know. We just don't know. Trust but verify. Yeah. And that's where we're at. Well, okay. Before, before we leave, I want to show something. We're not going to be able to do a whole episode on this, but I found this pretty remarkable. Ms. Producer, if we put up image 14, 14 first. Um, this is for the United, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS. This was their old mission statement. Um, and it said, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services administers the nation's lawful immigration system, safeguarding its integrity and promise by efficiently and fairly adjudicating requests for immigration benefits while protecting Americans, securing the homeland, and honoring our values. That was their old mission statement. Mr. Producer, if you take that down and put up image 13, this is their new image sta- mission statement. USCIS upholds America's promise as a nation of welcome and, pos- and possibility with fairness, integrity, and respect for all we serve. So they took out the bit about protecting the homeland, and they say that the new purpose of USCIS is to fulfill the promise that we are a welcoming nation. So that just happened yesterday. They changed their mission statement to get rid of the part about protecting us. That's fun. They don't have to. Yeah. They don't have to protect us. Well, that's it, Max. We're out of time. We are. If, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to us on Rumble. Follow us on uh, Telegram. Also, we're, we're on Getter and a bunch of other places. I'd like to just diversify it a little bit. So get signed up at Getter. Get signed up at, at Gab, two uh, places I do like to hang out. Um, get off of Facebook. Get off of Twitter. Walk away from them and watch that company fall. What needs to fall, uh, those companies fall. Um, but you can see us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. You can also get the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. And just go there and subscribe and give us a five-star review. It helps us grow in the rankings. I share this episode with someone that, this episode with someone that needs to hear it. This is the episode you should be sharing everywhere. I mean, I think you should share every episode. But download it, play it in the car, get your family in the car. Um, get your, uh, you know, your, your brother or sister or someone that, frankly, um, just isn't right in the head and is buying into this propaganda and let them hear it as well. If you need a reminder, when we go live, you can text the word freedom to 89517 and sign up for our text word system. Use the link in our description as well as subscribe to our newsletter so you can get our Flax Blast and you don't miss any of our important projects that we're working on right now. Super important that your voice is heard. I know that we have the membership system that uh, is finally getting rolled out here in the next couple of days. Um, so we'll get that for you. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>